Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. So this interview has been a long time coming. And I say that because I connected with my guest today probably two and a half years ago. And I've told the story online before, but I get into it in the interview, so we're not going to do that. But, you know, I have, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but there's one point where I always—I wanted, I thought I was going to be a graphic designer growing up. Did that. I was an art major for a while. I did anything I could do in school, high school drawing, whatever, right? I was the publicity officer my senior year in high school, all that stuff. I've always loved design. Um, I didn't go that route. I feel like I've got a decent eye for it, but I am not a trained graphic designer. Today's guest is, and she's done a phenomenal job at creating content and value around design. So I think you're going to love it. So today's guest is Marianne Manthe. Enjoy the interview and uh, make sure to go check out her blog. Before we get into the site and your business, you know, I want everyone to just know, like you and I connected simply via Twitter. Um, it's like two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And, you know, it was such a, um, I learned so much from the way we connected and how you built your business that I, I think anybody listening who is thinking, well, my site's not up or I'm not ready yet. You did a phenomenal job of sharing and engaging all through your Facebook page. Like what made you decide to really step up before your site was ready? Gosh, I think um, I I just decided I wanted to start a Facebook page for my blog that it was ta- just taking me forever to design, and um, I had so much stuff that I wanted to share. So I was like, well, I might as well just throw it out on this Facebook page, and that way, while I'm still working on the blog, I can still be sharing stuff and hopefully getting some people interested and in seeing what they like and what they don't like. Well, and you spent a ton. I mean, I don't know how much time it was, but I mean, the amount of value. That's where I was in awe. And what was cool is it's like, you know. I don't know about anybody else with Twitter, but it's like initially when I was, you know, I, 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 I think I joined Twitter in like 2008, but it was like, I would follow people and, you know, just kind of go back and forth, whatever. And then as you get busier, it's like, you start paying attention. Like if I, if somebody follows me or I follow them back, I will go to their site or I look at what they're tweeting and it's like, you know, follow through. So it was like, I'd click through to your site and it was like, you know, I'm building it, you know, Hey, follow, go to my Facebook page. And I was just in awe of how much you were sharing and the value you were providing. So then I started tweeting your Facebook page. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you want cool design stuff, you need to go here. Um, so I think it's just a great strategy to do that. And so when you launched the blog, you had a you had a pretty good audience already. Yeah, I gosh, I don't remember how many now, but I did have some subscribers. I don't know, maybe like a handful, and then um, yeah, and and a bunch of followers, maybe like a hundred followers. So. Well, I think it's, I I think it's great. My point just in sharing that little story is just so people understand. I don't, you don't have to wait for everything to be ready or perfect to get started. You just need to take action. (laughs) Right. Right. I think, I think it was like six months that I was doing the Facebook page before I even launched the blog. (laughs) Well, and that's a good segue though, because before we get into the site and the blog and stuff, um, fill everybody in with what you do during the week. (laughs) Oh, I have a day job. That of, like everyone else trying to get out of. Um, so I do web design. I've been doing that for um, over 10 years now um, in corporate environments. So um, I don't do freelance or anything like that, but I, um, you know, manage websites for companies um, that I work for 
And um, yeah, it's a full-time gig and just kind of work on the blog when I can, nights, weekends, mornings. <laughs> well, you've got a little one. How old is your son now? He just turned three. So that's a really fun age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like they're just like fun little people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I always joke. I'm like, had I had my son first, um, he would have probably been an only child. <laughs> like, my daughter was so easy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think that's amazing. And, and you've also just recently, um, you've started a, a Facebook group. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so growing that, it's... Let's get inside a minute because now I'm jumping all over the place. So when did you officially launch the blog, Design Your Own Lovely Blog? It was uh, July of 2013. Okay, so well, it's wow, a and a half ago. Okay, and so what was the what's the the premise behind it, Design Your Own Lovely Blog, and and when you launched it, what was your what was kind of the plan and the direction that you wanted to take it in? So. My goal all along was that I wanted to teach women how to um, basically design their own blogs. You know, I mean, I know that um, there's a lot of people that want to learn how to do things themselves. They, they, they're kind of in the DIY mindset. And um, I, I was starting to learn that a lot of people, even just through my friends and family, that people didn't know how to do it. So I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe there's kind of a market for this, you know. I mean, it, it seems like there's something missing there. Like you can either hire a designer or you can, you know, buy a template. And that's pretty much your only options unless you know HTML and CSS yourself. So I kind of figured, why not be, you know, why not fill that gap and show people that how easy it is? Well, maybe not quite how easy it is, but how easy it is to, to do customizations and to learn design and, um, you know. Just and just to, to even learn more about you know different styles and all that kind of stuff. So it's just sharing. Well, that it, <laughs> I have to say too. I think what what I love about the I don't want to say that it's not so much the positioning, but just the vibe sort of and the feeling that I get with your site is you, you're just really coming from this you know educational perspective, meaning like you're really trying to share and teach and and help people to do it. It's not a um, elitism about design necessarily <laughs> oh right right you know what i'm saying so I mean, it it's funny because you know there's so many web design blogs out there um and i was thinking well gosh i could never compete with these these people are so much better than me <laughs> and, then, and then i started realizing i'm like no that's not true necessarily and um you know and then i figured well there's no reason why i can't show people you know in a fun way how you know just the basics because you know you get to a certain level some of these people they don't want to teach basics anymore they just want to teach all the advanced stuff but yeah, you know they teach where they're at mm-hmm. right exactly so and i have fun teaching the basics i like it you know it's just it's, it's i don't know it's good review for me i like when people learn how to do cool things and they show me what they did and it's just really exciting you know, it's funny, as I've thought about that often with WordPress. I'm like, God, I really should just do like a whole free course on getting started with WordPress, you know, because you, I forget, you know, with, and, and you do that as, as you get to a certain point, you know, and, and you see your content then sort of starts becoming around what you're doing and which makes sense at the same time, you know, the best way to grow that audience is to let somebody really grow with you, you know, and let them start and work through whatever you're offering. Right, right. That's true. So how do you manage both in terms of, well, and, and share with us a little bit, you launched a Facebook group as well. So how do you manage all of this? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I know that feeling. I'm on I don't my know. Phone 24-7. <laughs> you what? You feel like you're on the computer 24-7? Um, no, my husband's about ready to kill me. 
Um, and, you know, I don't know. I just, um, I, I probably get a little obsessive with it and just want to, uh, and I, I just think about it all the time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's the thing that drives me to do it. <laughs> well, you know, for what it's worth, it's funny because it's like, I, I think anybody, <coughs> excuse me, when you find that thing and clearly being doing it for a, a, a job as well, this is mm-hmm. something you were drawn to, you know, and it's like <laughs> the same thing. Like, you know, I'm at the gym with on the treadmill and I'm reading a Kindle book on, you know, Facebook ads or something. And I'm like, I, I just, I love everything I'm doing. And so it is, yeah. I, I totally get that feeling. And then what happens oh. for me is like, I hit a wall and I'm like, okay, you need to just back away for a little bit to get <laughs> right. some more inspiration. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, um, I mean, I've been doing web, web design for so long and just this corporate environment. It was just getting really kind of dull and boring for me. And, um, and you know, I, I kind of stopped learning and, you know, kind of progressing and all that kind of stuff. And I, I got to this point where I just was really not into it anymore. And I was thinking, gosh, do I really want to do web design anymore? But then somehow I was just thinking, you know, I really would rather do, the, like, you know, more feminine designs and more fun stuff like that. And when I started th- thinking about that more, I was like, yeah, maybe I can start um, you know, sharing that with people and then, and then I can get more into it. And gosh, even just my role at work has changed so much just since I started this blog because I've just learned so much myself, just, um, getting back into it and just getting excited about the field again, you know? So my, even that's just, really you know, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, I was more into coding before and now I'm doing more design at work and my role has completely shifted and, and, and it's, it's actually, I actually like my job again. <laughs> Well, and what a blessing. I mean, and it's like, how fun that even if it wasn't like a, a total conscious decision, but it's just that now it's, it's kind of like your job is more on the job training for your blog right. and your business. <laughs> yeah, they kind of complement each other. <laughs> okay, so do you have like, what were some of the, I, I don't know, challenges or obstacles, you know, that you faced in growing this? Because you've got a, a great brand and an audience and, and, you know, readers and stuff at this point. So, you know, any advice or what would you recommend to somebody? There was like five questions in there. So pick one, <laughs> like challenges, obstacles, recommendations. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I know how, how your brain works. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gosh, challenges. Let's see. Challenges for me is I think um, staying focused. Um, I think it's just, there's just so many things I want to do and it's, it's like picking one, you know, and, and kind of just running with that. Um, so I kind of did that a little bit in the last few months when I, I um, you know, just, uh, as you know, uh, just launched a new book. And um, I just really made that my focus for the last couple of months. So that was kind of cool because it was like I got to actually finish something, you know. Um, and then then that kind of gave me the confidence. I'm like, OK, what's next? What's the next thing I can work through and finish you know so that's great there's a good book by the way and it's called um the one thing mm. and that's kind of his point and he says it and we, you know i do that with people now too i'm like well what is the one thing that's going to drive everything else and and do it and there's such a sense of um not just accomplishment when you get that done but it's like okay well i did that like you said now what can i do right right exactly exactly okay so yeah, let's it's holy exciting. moly Let's talk about the book because this thing is off the charts. Um, I, I just 178 pages of design loveliness. So, so I don't even know where to start with this. But first of all, what gave you the idea for the topic for the book? And tell everybody the name of the book, by the way, please. <laughs> oh, sure. It's called Blog Beautiful, 50 Tips and Fixes to Make Your Blog Glow. 
Um, gosh, well, I wanted to have something, uh, you know, I mean, I, there's just so many, so many, uh, moving parts to a blog and a, and a blog's design. And, um, you know, I was writing posts here and there about like, oh, you know, update your header or update your sidebar or this or that. And, um, it, I just needed a place to kind of pool all my thoughts into one and put them in order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and to just kind of, you know, work through through with people, um, you know, where to start, um, you know, start here and then um, this is what's next. And you don't have to do every step and you don't necessarily have to do them in every order, but it's kind of a log- logical sequence and you can, you know, skip around if you want to and whatever you feel is more important. But I just kind of wanted to have like something that, you know, holds your hand a little bit of, you know, I, I hate my blog. I want to make it more beautiful. I want to do something to it, but I don't really know where to start. And well, so that's where it came from. And it covers it. And and just for everybody listening too, so just so they understand, so it 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 is a blog and an actual checklist. And if you open it in the PDF, I mean, you can go through and check off as you're going through the different um, sections of the book. So yep. And, and it just got it looks so pretty. So what was the process? I mean, and of course the content's amazing, but <laughs> you're a designer, so it looks awesome. But what was the what was your process for for writing the book? Writing the book. Well, um. So, and I wrote a post about this too, <laughs> but, um, and I'll uh, link so to I'll all the show. No- I'll link to everything <laughs> for the show notes. So sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. I'll send that to you too. Um, well, obviously, you know, writing the, writing the outline was the first thing, you know, trying to figure out what are these 50 steps going to be. And for some reason, I just got it in my brain that I had to do 50 steps. <laughs> so. That's a lot of steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I- I think I told you by the time I got to 25, I was like, why did I pick 50? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad I did because it was, you know, some of them are smaller than others. And, you know, they're like, they're, they're meant to be kind of bite-sized chunks. So, um, but, you know, basically trying trying to figure out the outline, what how I was going to walk people through and, you know, what order it was going to be in. And um, then from there, it was writing out, you know, rough draft for each tip and, um, you know, finding resources and links that I could, uh, you know, link to and, and examples and um, so, you know, then obviously editing and then, uh, I went to design the cover, um, use Canva to start that design, by the way, which I love. Oh my God. I did my last <laughs> opt-in offer in Canva. I'm like, I am never using word again. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I will admit though, disclaimer that I, I did, I started it in, in uh, Canva, but finished in Photoshop, but I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> well, and you're a professional designer so that you can. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so there was a few limitations. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, I digress. Um, uh, then what did I do next? I created my landing page, um, and um, and then just uh, started kind of marketing that um for, towards pre-sales. And then um, <laughs> while I was pre-selling, basically just formatting the book and finishing it up. Okay, that's fantastic. Let me ask you this: so with the writing, did you use a tool like Scrivener or Evernote or any of that kind of stuff, or were you just going at it in Word or Pages? What were you doing? No, I use Evernote for everything. Um, so I had a whole folder in Evernote um, that I kept all my notes and, um, you know, in, in order and everything. And then um, then when I started formatting the book, I used, uh, I actually used PowerPoint. I looked in a couple different options and for some reason that was just the easiest for me to figure out. You know what's crazy is I've done a lot of PDFs in PowerPoint also because one, I like the landscape layout of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you don't end up with the same limitations with margins and stuff that you do in Word. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would never use Word. 
Plus, you know, with a, I'm, I'm sure you could do this with Word too. I just don't know it that well. But I, um, you know, I like with PowerPoint that you can create a template, so you know, I can have my copyright and page number on every page. You know, I don't have to add it in separate. I can have a, a title at the top that, a, that appears on every page. You can create, you know, little different layouts that you can reuse over and over again. I just think it's really nice. And I thought about using iBooks Author, and I kind of looked into that, but I, the templates just seemed a little bit too limited for me. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about publishing it as a physical workbook? Oh, as a physical book? Um, no. We're going to talk about that offline because, you know, <laughs> it, it's just, I think that people need to understand just simply in, you know, and going through and, and like just even in the first chapter where you're talking about, you know, what is your blog about and, and what kind of problems do you solve and, you know, what makes you different, that kind of stuff. You know, there's something about, I did a, um, I don't know if you saw it. Have you seen that Passion Planner? Yes. Yes. I'm, my head is spinning now. I'm like, oh, we could do Kickstarter <laughs> and all this stuff. But, but well, the point, is, you know, is that you know, even even though I use technology all day, I'm a total pen and paper girl, and I like my passion planner. I had to have that thing. I've got colored pens. I go. It makes me happy. I, I yeah. plan. I write. I, when I have calls, I do stuff in there. And I'm just thinking. I, I just. I, I don't know. Just side note. Maybe we should just run a test with Create Space, and I will buy it, and let's see what that looks like. Anyhow. <laughs> Um, you know, that because I, you know, it's a really big process. And this is again, this is not like a, a 30 page ebook. This is almost 200 pages. So, you know, what was how long did it take you to from concept to sale? And let's let's um, say like not pre sale, but actual sale. Right. I started in sometime in September. And then um, the actual launch date when the book was complete was December 30th. That's pretty oh, quick, actually. Months. Yeah. Considering you yeah. have a full-time job and a little one. I, right. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I definitely spent a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of uh, free time on it. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I started it as a uh, part of the uh, the Fizzle 30-Day Ship It Challenge. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get this done in 30 days. Well, maybe not 30, maybe 60. And I think it was just over 90. <laughs> well, did so. you find, you know, like when you were talking about focusing on one thing, it's funny because... I, I don't think I wrote a post about this. Um, well, now it was just last week. So I'm sitting here. <laughs> like when my brain works. I don't know. It's like 1230. I'm on this mastermind call that I'm in and I'm like, I just get kicked off. I'm like, what the, you know, and next, like within five minutes, my sister who lives around the corner, she's like, did your internet just go out? I'm like, totally. Comcast was down for almost seven hours. And I was like, huh, mind you, I, I, I guess I could have gone to Starbucks or something, but I was like, all right. <laughs> What do you need to get done, right? And so I had a handful of videos for a course I'm doing that needed mm. editing in Camtasia. I got all the videos done. I got stuff mapped out. I got, you know, a whole list of videos for that I'm going to shoot that are like me in front of the camera with somebody else. So I was like, gee, like what happens when you close distraction? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> right? And so I, I think for anybody listening to this, to me, Marianne, that's a really short window. Like when people talk about writing books and have you ever looked at Scrivener? No, I haven't. I hear about it all the time and I just haven't looked into it. It's funny because a friend had recommended it to me and so I had gotten it. I hadn't done much with it. And then it was AppSumo had a deal on um, a Scrivener mm-hmm. course. Like it was like, I don't, not even, it was regularly like a $197 course. And I think it was like 39 bucks. I'm like, I'm totally oh, getting okay. this. Um, and so that's one of those tools where, where people map out books. I, I think there are a lot of people that are like, well, it's going to take me a year to write a book. And again, yeah. yours is not, I think what people need to hear is just that 
it's not straight text. And I'm not saying that one is better, longer, whatever than the other. But I mean, you've got so much, obviously, with the design book, there's a lot of images in here. And it's Mm -hmm. planning. And, you know, it's really like, how do people navigate through your blog and stuff? So I think it's phenomenal, personally, that you did in such a short period of time. Thank you. (laughs) And here I was thinking I took forever on it. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, Good Lord, girl, you get out of that job. Just think what you're going to be able to do. Um, (laughs) So what would you recommend to somebody who is thinking that I want to start creating my own books or products on my site? Like, you know, do you have any tips or suggestions? Yeah, I think I think the first thing is to just set your mind to it and and just get started. I mean, you know, and and just write an outline. Start with an outline, what it's going to look like and just start planning it out. And I think like for me, that's that's the first thing I do with any like big project. And then once I have the outline done, it kind of gets me excited because I'm like, Oh, cool. Now, now I can, now that that's planned out, now I can just start writing it, you know, and, and, and filling it out and I could do this and I can do that, you know? So to me, I think that's my motivator. I don't know if that would work for anyone else, but (laughs) no, no, I totally agree with you for me. It's kind of the same thing. I think more than it just friggin' do something, just get it done. Get out of your, your head. (laughs) You know, like I, that's, that's for me what I have to do too. It's like, okay. And it is, it's kind of, um, I was going to give something a reference that I'm not going to (laughs) say. Well, there's sometimes you're not in the mood for things and then you get going and you're in the mood for it. And we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Right. I'm like, that's probably the most saucy I've ever said anything on this podcast. But the the point is like, it's the same thing with a blog post. Sometimes for me, it's like an idea will come to me and I'm like, well, just start it. Or sometimes I'll come up with a headline. I'm like, well, just do the headline. And then the next thing you know, I've written a 1200 word post. I'm like, that was really fun. So I agree. I think it's just that starting and that outline um, that's huge. You know, let's talk a little bit more about not so much the process for the book, but the value in the book for people. So, you know, who would you say that the book is ideal for? Oh, pretty well, you know, I, I geared it towards women um, because, you know, that the examples are mostly feminine and all that, but really it could benefit anybody. Um, anyone that has a blog that they're just really not that thrilled about the design, um, that kind of bored with the templates out there and just want to do something that's a little bit more custom. I mean, I walk people through, Picking out their colors, picking out their fonts, um, you know, and how to how to choose the colors, um, you know, based on who their audience is, what their what image they're trying to por- uh, portray, and um, yeah, yeah, I mean, anyone that that just wants to have a nicer looking blog, but just doesn't really know exactly how to go about doing it. Well, and I have to say too, because of course, like. I don't know, I consider myself a marketer first, it's taken me a long time to say that's really what I love doing. But is um, I love that you're also talking about having a call to action, you know, that's that's hugely important. And a lot of people don't do that. And I think for anybody listening, even if you don't have a, a design bone in your body, I think the value in this, well, you know, I'm saying it's like, just like we were talking before, it's like, I actually have a designer, I love to play with this stuff. Or sometimes I need to start from what I in my head and I'm like, okay, now go make it look really good. Right. But you know, stuff like pairing fonts, you know, it's like, there's so many times I'm like, I would never have been a millionaires thought to pair that with this. And then I get it back from her and, and the sizing of the fonts and stuff. It's like, Oh my God, that just makes me happy. (laughs) You know, like good design (laughs) makes me happy. Um, So I think too, it's, it's not necessarily just for people who want to like do everything themselves, but it's, if they're looking for, I guess I think of it as, you know, you're looking to really get your brand and your business out there to differentiate yourselves from, yeah. okay, well, that's a Genesis template. 
Right, right. Um, is it, was there exactly. a favorite part of the of, of the process for you? What did you really enjoy doing more than others? Or oh, in terms of creating the book? Yeah, like with content or in, like you know, was there anything that just like made you giddy? I mean, I guess I look at it this way that there's you know there's to each process or something you enjoy doing more than others. But you know, what what was that for you? Oh, I think laying out the book was probably the most fun for me. That was the part I was looking forward to. And like, it got tedious at times, but you know, you know, laying out the the each page and and finding the images to add in and um, uh, arranging how the how the text was going to look and this and that, you know. Yeah, I think that was the, the God, it's it's. <laughs> it, well, I'll include screenshots, uh, just a couple, um, in the post and the podcast for everybody listening. Um, but it's just I, I'm I am there's so much content in this. Um, <laughs> So how, let's talk a little bit about marketing the book and what was that like? This was your first product for sale off of the site. Yep. Um, so how did you approach the marketing? Oh, gosh, there's always room for improvement in that, huh? <laughs> but, but that's the beauty of it, right? It's so it's like you do it yeah. and then like, what did I say? I, I did the other day. It was like. I don't know, measure, tweak, and adjust. It's like, that's the point. Like, you don't know until yeah. you know, right? And, and, and it's not over, you know? I mean, I think, like, I had it in my head that, uh, you know, I had to do all the proper marketing to, to, to really have this, like, bang launch, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then I realized, you know what? The book is going to be available forever. So <laughs> I can keep marketing it. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be just, like, a one-time deal. Um, that was kind of uh, a little bit of a revelation for me. Um, so I think that kind of ha- helped help ease things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> no, was that it wasn't like you have to pay the rest of the year's mortgage off this launch. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I started out by just trying to, to generate some interest. Um, I did, in, back in November, um, I did a blog tour, which um, you were a part of. That was super and, fun. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily talk much about the book then, but I was kind of trying to, you know, hint at it with, you know, design tips and um, that all you lovely women shared and, um, and then, um, you know, get people on my list. Um, so that was good. And then um, I was hoping that the book would be done by the end of November, you know, by the, and the blog tour ended a little bit before that. Um, but unfortunately I wasn't anywhere near, near to being done. And, uh, I was a little disappointed because I was excited about Cyber Monday <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. I had nothing to sell for Cyber Monday. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I am going to do a, uh, I'm going to do presale. That's just what, so Cyber Monday, I just did a presale and I just did the book for half off and, you know, and you've seen my stuff already. So you know what you're going to get. And, um, here, you know, if you want to sign up for the book or, or, you know, order it now. Then awesome. How did that go? How did the pre-sale go? And you don't have to it give went, numbers, but it it went really well. It went really like better than I thought. So it's like, okay, great. You're so like good on me, <laughs> right? Because I was thinking, I was like, oh, are people really going to buy it if they're not going to get it yet? But the nice thing is, I use Gumroad, and um, they do uh, they do have a whole pre-sale thing uh, function that um, they don't charge anybody's credit card until you actually actually deliver the book. So I think that there's kind of a you know a uh, uh, security factor, you know, no people knowing that they're not going to get charged and then never receive a book. So, absolutely. All right. So when when you were planning the launch of this or the presale, I, which I just think sometimes it's those like spur of the moment things where you say, well, screw it, I'm going to presale it. That you have to do. Sometimes you got to leap and then look. Um, that's right. Right. I, well, <laughs> that was going to force me. I had to pick a date then, and I was like, okay, now the book has to be done. <laughs> Girl, this is why we get along so well. I'm totally the accountability queen. I'm like, well, I announced it. Now I got to go do it. 
That's right. <laughs> you know, and there was a time in my life where I thought, like, why do you need to do that? That's so lame. And, you know, that a much younger version of myself. Now I'm like, who cares? You figured out what helps you get it done. I, so it doesn't matter. So I consciously choose people in my life that I know that I don't want to let down and I use them as accountability partners. So yeah. it works, right? <laughs> Definitely. You're like, Definitely. okay, I sold something. Now I have to finish making it. <laughs> I have to, yeah. <laughs> so when you set this up, did you kind of map out a whole launch thing? Or, you know, I mean, there's so much stuff about launching on the web. And, and you know, I think for me, I get into this, like, on one hand, it feels smarmy. <laughs> on the other yeah. hand, it works. You know, yeah. it, it's kind of like, you know, I'll give you an example of that is, is pop-ups. And I had posted this question on my Facebook page, like, to pop or not to pop? Everybody hates them but they work. I added pop-up alley, which is an awesome plugin to my site. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is beautiful. It, it, it works. It's great. People are subscribing. It gives me the opportunity to build the relationship because I've got a follow-up sequence. I'm like, so you get to a point where it's like, okay, the, the general consensus is that people, I, I opt into pop-ups if it was something that's interesting, you know? So, um, okay. So when you decided that you were going to do this book and, and launch it, did you like, map out an entire launch strategy? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, I, uh, like I said, I was doing the, the, um, the 30 day ship a challenge. Um, so that kind of helped me, but I never actually completed it. <laughs> I did the first maybe couple of weeks worth. Um, and then, uh, so, but I, I wasn't reading it ahead of time. So I was just kind of, you know, I, I mean, a, lo- a lot of the stuff was, um, gosh, I have, I have to remember now cause it's been a few months, but, um, a lot of it was basically, you know, just start talking about it. Um, even though it's not ready yet, start talking about it with your audience, letting people know, giving hints, dropping hints here and there. And, um, and then somehow that's, that's where the idea for the blog tour came in. I was like, Oh yeah, I can start generating, uh, you know, interest with that. And (laughs) so, well, that's great. And I think you need to test that stuff, right? I I mean, I've, Mm -hmm. I started talking about the, the selling with WordPress course, which is coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. Probably a year and a half ago. <laughs> and, See, and I thought it was out already. <laughs> isn't that? Well, there you go. Right. But it, it, it's, 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 which is good. It, I really trust that everything happens for a reason because it's, I've taken a much different approach and I've partnered with Jonathan Prez and we're approaching it from the perspective of, uh, you know, it's not just about the platform, it's your audience and all and the marketing anyways. But the point is that I put up a squeeze page for it, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I, I don't, no details just yet, but it's like coming soon. And we've got a couple hundred subscribers. Yeah. Right. And so it's one of those things that you just, I do think that you don't necessarily need to jump into, to like the Jeff Walker launch formula. Kudos to him. And, but it's some, because I think that with everything online, it's like step into a comfort zone for you. Right. So you've got the book out, you've been selling it. It's, you know, some of the stuff we talked about, which I'm just going to go ahead and we will have a link at the end of this for the book. Um, so that's awesome. Everybody can get the book and just listen to the outro when we're done. Um, but in, in talking about that, it's like now you can kind of step back and say, all right, well, not even so much what I do differently, but what what did I take from that? And like who bought it or did I get more traffic from Facebook or Twitter or whatever, you know? And so then you can kind of tweak and adjust. And like you said, it's it's evergreen. It's not... You know, this is not this problem like with WordPress. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I did the plugin, but now it's not free, right? So I'm like, sorry, I did a, a post about a free plugin. It's not free anymore, or it's not supported. That kind of stuff happens. Right. This is this is pretty timely in terms of being evergreen with content for design. So, True. so where, what would you do differently? Oh, that's a good question. I think, um, hmm, 
I guess I haven't actually sat down to think about that yet. I haven't had time, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why do you keep putting me on the spot? <laughs> no. Um, gosh, I think I probably would have, um, I would have, ah, man, I think I would have marketed it more. I would, I would have talked about it more because I, I, te- uh, I, I, I backed off. I, I wasn't emailing about it as much, which this is a, this was an interesting lesson, um, that I learned from a, a coaching program that I'm in right now. And, um, I was like, I was afraid to send out emails because I didn't want to bug people, you know, about it and get too, too kind of in their face, like, Oh, here's my book. Here's my book, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then they were like, that's what your email list is for. Otherwise, what's the point? I was like, Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I should tell them about it. So then I, I send out, um, you know, even though I, I hard, I usually don't email more than once a week. I was sending out maybe like two or three emails, like the two weeks before the launch. And uh, surprise, surprise, I didn't get that many unsubscribes. I couldn't believe it. And I was actually getting more sales. Uh, so every time an email went out, I got more sales. I was like, huh, go figure. That's how that works. <laughs> well, yeah, because isn't that crazy? And it's like in our heads, we think you mailed the list. Everybody who wanted to read it would have or bought right. would have instead of right. assuming, well, not everybody's going to open it or get to it or come back right. to it. Or, you know, you know, many times like <laughs> my inbox, you know, it's like I, I open an email. And I'm like, I have to go back and mark it as unread is the only way half the time that I remember to go back. Or, you know, when you've got like 50 tabs open, it's like, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> Touch it once, girl. I'm the same way. Um, But, you know, but I think that's great. And it is something. It's kind of like marketing on social media that you feel like, oh, God, I've posted this like twice this week. Well, what what percentage of followers or fans, whatever you want to call it, actually saw your message? Right. You know, and especially as algorithms change and 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 the methodologies that may have worked three months ago here are not going to work the same way now. So you have to mix it up and. And that's, I'm such a huge fan of paying attention to that stuff. And so I think, I honestly think it's like, well, God, you've got all the real, real hard work done now. And so it's like, okay, we'll play with it. What, you know, what would that look like? What, what, you know, try a contest or, you know, do a podcast interview. You know, it's like, how can you then shift it? And, and again, like, let's take the blog tour. That was probably a lot of work to set up and manage and promote as well. Is that something you would do again? I, I would actually. Um, and I think just because, uh, it was fun, like it was a lot of work to manage, but it was actually really fun. Um, I got to know, um, a lot of really cool women that, um, you know, I, I, some of them I, I already knew a little bit before some of them I kind of followed and admired and maybe tweeted with back and forth here and there, but I got, felt like I got to know them more. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I got to expand my community because of that. And I thought that was really cool. And then, you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't use it, um, exactly the way I, I had intended. Like I, I kind of was hoping to promote, promote my book a little bit more, but just because I would just, it just wasn't quite ready. Um, I wasn't. So I would, I would hope to maybe do it a little bit closer to launch. Well, you know, I have to say, I love that though, because there is a balance and to, to building relationships and connecting, engaging and being of a business mindset, right? They have right. to mesh. There has to be. And so I think that doing that and saying, yeah, I would do it again. It's funny because I think from from that, I was thinking earlier today, I was like, God, I want to do something cool where I can pull people together and drive traffic. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a March Madness thing. I don't know what it looks like, um, which it's like not, you know, we're recording this at the very end of January, but that seems really quick to me, like to, to pull something like that together. But you totally <laughs> right. inspired me to do that because it is. And it's like you see these communities coming together and yeah. people helping each other. And it's interesting. So like when with your Facebook group that you launched, 
Was that part of the book launch plan or is it just something you wanted to do? No, it was part of the book launch plan, actually. Um, and it kind of, it was kind of also a sort of a spur of the moment <laughs> idea. Um, but I wanted to have something to, um, you know, I, I, I added it into the book as, you know, join the, the group because it, it, I wanted to have some sort of support center. So if, if you're reading the book and you need some help with some of the steps, you know, well, where do you go? And so that's why I was thinking, oh, I'll do a Facebook group. And at first I was going to do it just, you know, like a closed group for just people that bought the book. And then I thought, well, you know, that might be limiting it. And, you know, that there's a lot to be learned even from people that maybe didn't necessarily buy the book yet. And, you know, and hopefully we maybe talk about the book. Maybe people might be more interested in buying the book, too, you know, through the group. So um, I honestly don't know the percentage of people that are in my group right now that have bought the book. But um, but it, we've had some very active conversations and I think it's going really well and people like it. So and people are asking for feedback. And so, you know. I, I just think it's just another channel to just kind of reach people and, and, and just show them that I'm there to help because I am. Well, and you know what I love, though, about it, too, is that you've got a, a few, for lack of a better word, like themes that you do with like each day of the week. And so yeah. on one hand, it's it's a great community, but you're also like, hey, let's promote. Let, let's share. Like, what are you doing? What are you working on? Promote it or, yeah. you know, share your pages, your Twitter, that kind of stuff. And and so I love that position. It's the same thing. That's why I started profiting with WordPress, because, yeah. you know, there's a ton of uh, uh, communities and Google groups and stuff. But I'm like, I want this is my audience, people that are taking it and wanting to make money with it. Right. So and that sounds God when you say it, like, just make money with it. But you know what I'm saying? It's like not from the code perspective, but people who are building businesses with WordPress. That's really yeah. where I was coming from. So same thing. And it's just you get in there. And what's cool is to watch members just take the ball and run with it. Yeah, that that's what I love about the groups, because the Facebook page, I was kind of getting really discouraged with it because I'm like, there's I'm getting no activity on there. Nobody answers my questions like, you know. I, I get a few likes, you know, hardly any comments. And I was like, yeah, I was like, at least in the Facebook group, I feel like because because people can post their own things, you know, and their own questions, there's a lot more engagement. And I love being in the group. Yeah, there is a ton of engagement. And I'll tell you, because Facebook is probably where I spend most of my time socially. And mm-hmm. where my Facebook page started getting much more engagement. And it's funny, because I've got someone helping me with my social media now, but is I'm such mm-hmm. a dork about finding tools and resources and things to play with and whatever. And so <laughs> those are the things that people are like, you find the best stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. that's really where I started. I, I, I made a conscious effort to post religiously. And again, Facebook changes yep. or algorithms and stuff. But right. it's finding that place that you can show up and engage and 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 what works for you, you know, and same thing, like, I love I, I love the Facebook group, too. At the same time, like, I probably still spend more time on my page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I still I still have to post like several times a day. Because that's just it. I always find cool stuff. And I'm like, who else am I gonna share this with? I'm not gonna write a blog post about every single thing that I find. <laughs> exactly. And so just a little tip to anybody else listening to you, that's the kind of stuff that with a, a follow up email sequence is that that place socially that you tend to share or engage the most with. Um, Like I make a point in a follow-up sequence in my email. I'm like, hey, be sure to like the Facebook page because I often share things there that never make it to the blog. Yeah. You know, and so it's a win-win that they get to to find more cool value and I get another like on the page, ideally hoping to increase, you know, the viewing of the stuff I share anyways. And, you know, I'm a huge proponent of sharing everybody's stuff like, uh, that's a whole other rant that I won't get into. But like when you see marketers who only talk about themselves, I'm like, it's not 1995 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Anyways. Um, so any, any final tips on the book or, or just lessons you learned from doing it? Any, any final words on the book? Um, no, um, not that I can really think of, you know, I mean, obviously, like I said, it's just, I, I really, this book is for anyone that, that just, that knows that there's something kind of wrong with their blog, but they don't know exactly what it is. And I just think that, you know, just even just reading through it, maybe, you know, you like your design for the most part, but there's just something that's not quite right about it. I think just reading through this is really going to help to, um, to, to, to bring things to light and be like, Oh, I never looked at it that way. I never thought of doing that, you know? So that's really what I wanted to help people do. Well, and I think just so everybody listening also, I just want to point out too, that there's a ton of great training and tips on it's not just the design elements, but it's also in making your blog really work in terms of, you know, the click to tweet or like I was talking about the call to action and those things and, and having a good about page and stuff. So it's, 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 it's a full course in this book. And I'm just telling you, everybody <laughs> listening, like, you better go get it because I'm going to be pushing her to keep raising the price. <laughs> Um, but no, you're, you're right. It's not all just design tips. I mean, I do like, I do have a section in there about just commenting and, you know, how to encourage comments and how, you know, how to interact with people. And so, right. And link states. And I just, it's like, I've got it open here too. So I'd love to say (laughs) I memorized everything, but it's just, it's, it's such an amazing resource. And so I think people need to, um, really step back. And the cool thing is, it's one of those things too that you can work through. It's not like you need to go, you know, unless you are somebody who can redesign your whole site, but go through and say, you know what? I can totally revisit my sidebars right now. I'm going to look at that. And so I'm going to dive into this section, you know, and hop around. Like that's a lot of what I do with online, you know, resources and, and courses and stuff that I get. But, um, no, so anybody personally, I think anybody would benefit from this book. Anybody who's running, any type of blog, hopefully you're on WordPress, not blogger, but, um, <laughs> which you're probably not listening to this if you're on blogger anyway. So right. Right, the WordPress <laughs> podcast, um, truly there, there's so much great value in here. And I just, I really appreciate you being here today, Marianne and sharing. And of course, mm-hmm. everything you share is just, you provide so much value with everything you do online. So thank you for that too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So for people who are interested, you can, first of all, Marianne's blog is designyourownblog.com. And you can, if you want to check out the book, just go to the wpchick.com forward slash Marianne. Of course, all the links are in, in the show notes. Um, but again, I can't recommend enough and get the book because she's going to raise the price if it's the last <laughs> thing I do this year. Um, but the price will be going up. So depending on when you get this, um, listen to the outro because we'll have an update for you there. Um, but again, it's designyourownblog.com. And to get the book, go to the wpchick.com forward slash Marianne. Marianne, thank you and have an awesome time in Costa Rica. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I will. <laughs> okay, take care. Thanks for having me. Do you see what I mean? How do you not love Marianne? She's just friggin' awesome. So thanks again so much for listening, guys. And be sure to check out Marianne's site at designyourownlovelyblog.com. All the links are in the show notes. And make sure to connect to her on her social accounts as well. She's got a really great active Facebook group, which the link is in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening. If you're up for it, I'd love a review in iTunes. It helps people uh, find find the podcast and all that uh, makes it worthwhile, right? As always, guys, have a great day. 
And now I'd like to take a second to thank DreamHost, my new sponsor of the WordPress Chick Podcast. Super excited to be partnering with them. And we're going to go ahead and introduce you to DreamPress 2, which is a faster and more powerful managed WordPress hosting. Now with SSDs, PHP 5.5 with OP Cache, and optional HHVM, you won't find faster WordPress hosting anywhere. Hosted on virtual private servers, DreamPress 2 is a super fast and highly reliable managed WordPress hosting service from none other than DreamHost. They've added speed enhancing features such as solid state drives, again, the PHP 5.5 with OP Cache, and the optional HHVM, which is Hip Hop Virtual Machine. I didn't know what that was either. Uh, so you'll never again have to risk site slowdowns, website errors, or frustrated visitors. With DreamPress 2, you get a WordPress-optimized server environment managed by your friends at DreamHost so you can focus on creating amazing results. Here's what you're going to get with DreamPress 2. And I have gone through this whole process. You'll be able to check out the videos on my site, but know that I am using them. And this, again, is what you're going to get. 30 gigabytes of SSD storage, 2.1 million monthly visitors, auto-scaling RAM, automatic WordPress installation. It is easy breezy, like better than the one click. Unlimited email addresses, 24-7 WordPress support. You can't beat that. Control panel management. It's hosted on virtual private servers and they have an isolated MySQL database servers. So if you're looking for a new host, I, you know, I've tested a lot of managed WordPress hosting and I have to say that I am thrilled with DreamPress too. So go ahead and go to the wpchick.com forward slash DreamPress2. Leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot, but I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, There is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon. 